0: You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, and it's Here Before You Die.
1: Chances girlfriend came across a needle, and soon she did the same. At home, there are 17 year old boys, and there I did. Fun. All
0: right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Prince, Sign of the Times. On the line, I have Rob, hey, bud. Ben,
2: Green Eggs and Ham, and Kyle. Oh, hi.
0: Sign of the Times is the ninth studio album by the American singer-songwriter-producer, multi-instrumentalist Prince. It was first released on March 30th, 1987 by Warner Brothers, and the producer was Prince. Genre is R&B, funk, soul, rock, avant-pop, psychedelic pop. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwin. Fearless. Eclectic and definitely messy, Prince's Sign of the Times falls into the tradition of tremendous, chaotic double albums like The Beatles, Exile on Main Street, and London Calling. Albums that are fantastic because of their overreach, their great sprawl. Prince shows nearly all of his cards here, from bare bones, electro-funk, and smooth soul to pseudo-psychedelic pop and crunching hard rock touching on gospel, blues, and folk along the way. This was the first album... Prince recorded without the revolution since 1982, and he sounds liberated, dividing into territory merely suggested on Around the World in A Day in Parade. While the music overflows with generous spirit, these are among the most cryptic insular songs he's ever written. Many of the songs are left over from the aborted triple album Crystal Ball and the abandoned Kami Project. A Prince alter ego personified by scarily sped up tapes on If I Was Your Girlfriend, the most disarming and bleak psychosexual song Prince ever wrote, as well as the equally chilling strange relationship. These fraying relationships echo in the social chaos Prince writes about throughout the album. Apocalyptic imagery of drugs, bombs, empty sex, abandoned babies, and mothers, and AIDS pops up again and again yet he balances the despair with hope whether it's God, love, or just having a good time. In its own roundabout way, Sign of the Times is the sound of the late 80s It's the sound of the good times collapsing and how all that doubt and fear can be ignored if you just dance those problems away All right, what do we think of Prince Sign of the Times?
3: First listen.
2: Big
0: important record, yeah (laughs)
2: I have been Great sleeping record. on this record, man. How come yeah. how come no one told me? How come mm-hmm. no one told me about Sign of the Times? I've been listening to Prince since 2000. Seriously? That's 22 years. Wait, who, but
1: who who was into this record before this before this list?
2: I don't know. Uh, uh, Birch. He's anyone? raising his hand.
0: Yeah, Prince, man. You just gotta go through Prince's
1: catalog.
2: I mean, but it's so vast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was digging this this album in the late nineties.
2: Okay, Kyle, you should have been hipping me to it too. You're like Member of my family, man. You got to tell me about these good Prince you albums. You know about
1: Prince, though, man. On, I, mean, man. Bat, I
2: mean, Batman. I mean, yeah, 1999, Purple Rain, Batman. Uh, somehow I miss Sign of the times. It, it's as if I was six when it came out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be it. I guess I just assume when you have an artist that is so iconic that it's it's like, well, yeah, Prince. I, I don't know. I, do you think I should? Yeah, I He's
2: got... He's got so many different bands and personas and styles, even as a Prince fan. It's not like an ACDC thing. Like, Oh, if you like it, just listen to it all because it's like this. Like, no, I mean,
1: there's a lot of it. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying I had a, a buddy in the late nineties who was a big Prince head and got me into this stuff. I, was I mean, I, I miss have... that
2: dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah, this record's amazing. I mean, it's first time listeners. What'd you guys think?
2: It's fucking awesome.
1: One, one of the track best things I've heard. Yeah. 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 Rob. Yeah. yeah. How come Purple
2: Rain's in every conversation, but I don't hear Sign of the Times in all these conversations?
3: Because Purple Rain's fucking amazing, and it's digestible on two sides. It is. It is. Rain is, yeah. it is. <laughs> Purple, Purple Rain is
1: fucking perfect. Yeah, It's music for the masses right there.
3: Yeah. That's why, it's why 1999 doesn't get as much like, play aside from the, like, the single. I mean, even it, even it, still,
2: it, though, like, I hear 1999 in more conversations than I hear Sign of the Times.
3: You hear the song 1999. You don't hear the album 1999.
2: We covered the album in 1999.
3: Didn't we, we did, but mm-hmm. I recalled most of the things. I had never listened to that entire record before. All right, I am, so I I don't know.
2: I think the only reason I did was because I found a goodwill copy back when you could still find goodwill copies of Prince oh, albums.
3: Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So the so as new listeners, what did you guys think about the song "It"? Do you guys have any notes for the song "It"?
3: Well, I'm gonna get down there once we hit side B. I'm gonna go back and start talking about side A, though, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. sound of the, it's of your
1: world, of,
3: It is my world. And I'm going to go with it. sound of the times. The We're just idea, living in it. Song itself is just his Lindrum, the CMI, and him. Like he's just using the uh, the the presets for the uh, the CMI. Um, is that is the CMI the Fairlight? Yeah. And, and but, we, the thing, we- but what I got most off of that, it reminded me a lot of uh, the opening track of There's a Riot going on, uh, Love and Hate. I don't know if you guys yeah. thought that uh, little whiff of that action. Absolutely. But Yeah, I mean, you know, he's into funk, of course. Of course he's going to yeah. be you know, hitting yeah. that. And uh, we're about to get into Housequake right now. And that reminded me a whole lot of uh, Mothership Connection, man. Yep. A whole lot. Sure. Like and it's, it's the, the vocal pitching. I I didn't look too far into it. Did he have a digital setup that allowed him to pitch up and down, or was he slowing down tape, singing, and then speeding it up to the point where the vocals uh matched what the uh the music I mean, was?
1: I, I can't speak to that song, but I know uh that if I was your girlfriend, yeah, uh, girlfriend, if your girlfriend song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he's sang like at a at a slow down. Like lower pitch and they set it up.
3: So he
2: was doing
1: it. He chipmunked it. Mm -hmm. Fucking he gamered it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like the sounds on the sounds that he's getting on the track sign of the times. But who buys a Fairlight CMI just to use the factory settings? Is that like a misuse of funds to acquire King Midas,
3: the man who (laughs) has all of the money? The guy who just built Paisley Park Studio. So why not throw a fucking Fairlight in there?
2: But if, if
0: you're going, well, other than other than Prince, Mark Mothersbaugh, like no, I can tell you. So he wasn't familiar with the Fairlight. Those were other people in the studio messing around. Mm. They, they were messing around with the beats. They were messing around with those. It was so experimental. This album is a huge experiment of of different things, different settings, and so. When you're talking about the Fairlight and saying, okay, well, why would you use these settings? It's because the people who were, you know, innovating that, creating those different ideas were just messing around with it. So they probably didn't know how to, how to dig in and, and create all the different sounds that the Fairlight finally, they got there with later in the album, but he would just come over and say, oh, what's that? Let's play that, you know, and, and, and go from there.
2: Someone at some point made an executive decision that said the synthesizer we're getting in this studio or, or one of the synthesizers we're getting in the studio will be the Fairlight. And just to have that, but not use the feature that people spend the money on a Fairlight for, I was wondering like these same sounds that like the stock sounds on a Fairlight, could you get those same sounds on a synthesizer that it does it that doesn't do the things a Fairlight
0: does like the synthesizer, I'm- you know, they were sampling though. It wasn't yeah. just the okay. Uh, you know, he's being a little facetious about you know they are using the stock settings. They they dug in uh, more than okay. just that. But I okay. mean,
3: Michael Jackson used the stock settings for the uh, the gong sound on Beat It. Like that that was that that was all a stock setting for the Fairlight. It's not it's not that crazy. Um, Wait, I you thought know, that
2: gong but, sound was a sample from like a Hi Fi. It was like like a hi fi salesman's uh, like LP that could show what the hi fi could do. I thought that was that that,
3: that was that that was direct. That was yes, that was a uh, a sales pitch for the Fairlight. That and there is an entire song using that gong sound for the the Fairlight. So that gong sound,
2: what that gong sound is stock yes okay okay, okay,
3: yeah anyways uh the neither here nor there it the the song itself some of the times is very stripped down um but it reminded me of uh love and hate just even more so because of how how sly was putting together like uh Mm -hmm. stuff just like very very rudimentary like uh, drum machine like stuff and it was just you know sparse and i don't know it It reminded me of a thing and I wanted to say it out loud. No, that's, you're perfectly
0: on that. When you're mentioning Parliament, uh, Prince is quoted as saying, you know, yeah, inspired by Parliament on Housequake. And I can absolutely see the lo-fi stripped down. Prince is, you know, he's always writing the stuff by himself, right? Or at least producing the songs by himself. So it makes perfect sense that he is now transitioning out of the revolution. They had broken up and he's moving in this direction. Uh and and he's just by himself, much like the breakup of uh Sly and the Family Stone, you know, the family's no longer there, it's Sly by himself. And what do you do? You you do the the uh the solo thing of of get a drum beat and, and just go from there, make it strip down. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Man, there is so much to take in on this record, and it's a double album. And I just feel every song just deserves its day in court. And This week went by so quick for me. I listened to this album like three or four times and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface on it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on here. A lot of great stuff. And the thing I like about this record a lot is um, a lot of it sounds pretty disparate. Like a lot of it's different genres. Like from song to song, you get like weird psychedelic rock to like electro-funk, you -hmm. know, like sex jam. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, for... a minute when you're talking about things like playing in the sunshine, I was like, is he doing a little like Bruce Springsteen kind of vibe or sure, what's yeah, going on yeah. with this? It, it it just has those, it, it runs the gamut. I'm glad that the right ambitious. Was, yeah. It's like London calling where someone was saying, or yeah, the white album, all those different things where it's, let's just go with everything. Like I've already done, I can show you that Prince can conquer rock and roll. I've shown you that I can do dance music, 1999. What else is there for me to do Hmm. other than a, you know, a triple album that he eventually cut cut back and, (laughs) and made a great double album. The label was
3: not having
2: that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. The same guy that it was probably the same guy that told Peter Gabriel, he couldn't just keep on not naming his albums. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, why do they always send, send me? All right. So Prince, it, it can't be three. But have you thought maybe two?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Prince and Warner Brothers are already set to explode, you know, with chaos and disorder, I think, which I think is like 96 or something. But I mean, a couple of years from this, you know, he does his Batman record, which is mm. huge.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eric Leeds remembers the time when the higher ups from Warner Brothers, he says, uh, actually came to the studio in order to advise Prince on which songs he should cut. Prince just laughed and said, imagine these guys are going to come in and tell me how I'm supposed to edit this. I don't think so. Seriously, though. Prince, you know, that's 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 not their place. You know, listening to this album uh,
1: reminded me of every time I listen to a Prince album and there's just something so completely distinct about the way he arranges songs and like hooks and melodies that sounds mm-hmm. unlike anybody else but it makes his own kind of like internal logic yeah some stuff he does sound so bizarre but it just makes a hundred percent sense and it's like just his distinct i don't know do you guys know what i'm talking about mm-hmm
3: Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah. N- nothing Just the weird like
1: little him. flourishes he'll throw into a song Like right at the end for no reason It's like what? I don't know I miss Prince
2: I do too I was just Ew. thinking remember remember when like Everything was okay and then David it Bowie can died can. And then Prince died and then everything went shit?
0: Do all the things
1: that only a best friend can oh, Only best
0: friends can
2: In play in the sunshine when he says drama, do your thing is he talking to himself because he plays drums on that track <laughs>
3: yeah. it's, it's that robot <laughs> he put some uh googly eyes on the Lin drum.
2: <laughs> i think that i i'd need to re- re-listen to it but i think there's live drums on playing the sunshine and i think i think that it's prince like uh sheila e appears a couple times in this album but not
3: track two you know He's got a, some pretty sweet raps on track 15.
0: Yeah, just telling yeah. him, Tim, telling himself to do his thing. I also really loved in, uh, uh, was it Housequake? I wanted to say Housequake. Housequake, when he said, what was that? Aftershock. <laughs> 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 that gets me every time.
1: Super good.
2: So what's Starfish and Coffee about?
1: About like a nice date. He went on with like his band member's twin sister. Is
2: Starfish a food that you can order at a restaurant with coffee?
1: Uh, I'm sure that Prince ordered it.
2: <laughs> I've never seen starfish on, on a menu. menu do, do people eat starfish? I don't think other so. than like buttholes. I don't think starfish is a food. I don't crowd. know. I do like that track though.
1: <laughs> no, it's a cool track. I just have no idea what yeah, it's about. I, I know that Ben, but don't don't tell that to Prince. Don't tell Prince what's on the menu or not. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> like. So it, so it
2: is about. Is it about a fancy dinner? Just starfish and coffee. Those things are so unrelated. Yeah, it's
1: him doing like a psychedelic, like Beatles-esque song.
2: Oh, like like the chocolate watch band or like strawberry alarm clock. Like the Okay. Um okay. hot dog that's flavored
1: fine. water and the
2: No, because that's about butts. A chocolate starfish is a butthole, Kyle. We'll talk about it when we get to that album, which we actually literally are going to do.
1: I know. It's yeah, I'm already taking notes. <laughs>
0: uh, let's talk about Susan Rogers. Recording engineer. She said that uh, the songs came out like a sneeze. One track just after another. Just said it was prolific. Prince just got in the studio and just just continued to do it. Um, a lot of people around him just all hours of the night. Um, Prince would call them, say three o'clock in the morning. Hey, are you are you up? We're cutting a record. You know, we're cutting <laughs> that's tracks.
2: That's how he does that. That's why Paisley Park. Just so it's yeah. always there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So
1: fucking awesome.
0: I th- yeah. I think that's such an interesting way that Prince had his own royal life. You know, he he sought out people who were willing to go there with him. It, it and I mean, it, it does sound shitty. It, it when you put it in perspective and say, "Oh, well, that's really rude of him to call them up," you know, at three o'clock nah, in the morning. Man. But it, I'd be on call for Prince. Exactly, exactly. If you're willing to commit to the artistry of Prince, then. That's, that's what you got to do.
2: Like these people that he's calling up at three in the morning, he probably has them on retainer, you know, like he's probably paying them for the privilege
1: to call them at three in the morning. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Kevin Smith had that like um, anecdote about hanging out with Prince and how Prince had a person who was with him when Prince would be like, I want a llama right now. And somebody have to be like, well, Prince, we can't get you a llama right now. (laughs) You can't do that for you, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Statistically impossible.
2: He's gonna fire that person and find someone who can. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how he was.
0: Like
2: someone will get Prince a llama, and he'll find him. Yeah, he'll find the person that'll get him a llama.
0: The cover for this album is uh, is his uh, quote unquote peach and black color scheme. So the uh, peach representing uh, Susanna and black representing Prince, his uh, muse at the time. Iconic oh. cover was shot by Jeff Katz. Uh, who was quoted as saying, I got a call from Prince at the beginning of 1987. He said, can you come to Minneapolis and take my picture? By that time, I had photographed him, and so much I realized he didn't really want to go over concepts or belabor things. Just pack everything you can and go. He was actually, uh, and that was my actual first trip to Minneapolis. He said he went to the warehouse facility where they rehearsed basically it was completely empty except for the drums. He showed up wearing round glasses with a braid in his hair and was kind of hippie Mm -hmm. rock retro look. He said to me, we got to fill up this room. And then he walked away. So people were going to Paisley Park. They were grabbing everything from that and his house, taking every, all this stuff from rooms, bringing it in and then just creating this scene around it. Prince comes, comes back in and he says, no, it's missing a background, and so he said, "I'll call up this place that was a dinner theater very close to here that they have big backgrounds for uh, different, you know, productions." So they got a background from Guys and Dolls, and boom, that mm-hmm. was it. That was the set. And then <laughs> it after looks that, cool. yeah, it looks really cool. After that, they recreated the set on the tour that they went on. So they just threw all this stuff in there, but when they went on tour, they actually recreated. All the, all the things that were uh, sort of uh, existing there.
2: I like it. Yeah. I like the way this guy works. He, he's a true artist, you know?
0: Yeah. Totally. Oh.
2: Yeah. Of course, there were singles released for this album, and the single for the title track, Side of the Times, the front of the single is a woman holding a black heart and it's covering it's obscuring her face. And on the back of the cover is, is the same woman and she's uh, she's holding Prince's guitar. That woman is uh, she's a dancer and model Cat Glover, who was part of Prince's touring touring group at the time. But people thought that it was, especially since there's tracks on this where he's singing f- from his, his uh, female alter ego, Camille or Camille, people thought that it was Prince and drag on the front and Prince and drag on the Prince guitar. And I thought to myself, I'm like, man, that's weird. So I looked up, I found pictures of uh, Camille, uh, of Cat Glover and, and Prince standing next to each other. They're like, The same proportions (laughs) You know like Prince is such like a a dainty Little dude and like those two I could see where people would think like Especially with the face obscured and she's holding his Guitar like I I could see Where people would think it's Prince and drag I then learned that Prince And Kat were an item And they have A a kid together or who's not A kid anymore their offspring Is beautiful believe it or not It's just a beautiful beautiful Man (laughs)
0: I thought that was really interesting because you brought up that up um, that, you know, people couldn't tell the difference. And that was the whole point of this sort of different genders, but all representing like the same, the the same uh, idea that, you know, Prince was speaking from a woman's point of view in uh, Can I Be Your Girlfriend? And, yeah. you know, and that that was the whole concept for the previous uh, sort of album, Crystal Ball and. Uh, you know, they they kind of scrapped the the idea of all those things, and that's what became Sign of the Times. Uh, sorry, it was Dream Factory. That's what it was uh, gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Was that the one that he was? I know he was working on a few albums that became this one. One of them was with uh, Wendy and Lisa of the Revolution. Is that is that the one you're referring yes. to? Yes.
0: Yes. Cool. D- Dream Factory. Um, And then there was a triple LP, Crystal Ball, uh, which got whittled down to what became Crystal Ball. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought that was that was just really interesting that, you know, he's he, he had just he had the whole concept, everything. I mean, from Sign of the Times to all these different songs, it just it's astonishing to me that. You're right. This album doesn't seem to get the high praise that something like purple rain. And that might just be our little group or, you know, mm-hmm. my ignorance because I definitely doing the research. Um, a lot of people say this is his best album. Um, yeah. There's yeah, uh, a I lot mean, of this people. You, of with,
3: you could, you could make a case for it.
1: Yeah. It's on the gold best experience list. and this and um, purple rain. Yeah. It's kind
3: of, it's on a few best albums of the eighties mm-hmm. lists. Um, it's it's recognized i acquired a king for a day full for a lifetime that faith no more record it's also a double record and the uh, ability to side a get up flip side b to digest it in those chunks is Mm. way 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 easier than when it's just the all 80 minutes at once like that break really does help the uh like the the brain kind of like digest the whole thing. And then you get to
2: stretch your legs for a yep, minute. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um so I, I I had been trying to listen to this record in that same way. Just like press okay pause yeah. for a little yeah. bit and then get back in. Um and it, it helped a little bit.
2: I could see that. Yeah. Man, we're listening to Slow Love right now and it's oh, yeah. just such a jammer, man.
1: It is.
3: I love this record. This is how babies get made. It yeah.
0: Is, right? Yeah. He has, it's run the gamut even on side one. I mean, it's, it's doing everything. Yeah. If I was your girlfriend, um, is, is just an amazing song. I just, I couldn't stop listening to it this week. Humming it. It, uh, it was just a uh, great second single off the album after sign of the times. And, uh, I thought it, it was such an interesting uh, single.
3: How many singles came off this?
0: Uh, four. You got the look, four. obviously. Uh, big big hit single. And uh, I could never take the place of your man. So the, those are all
2: on side three. I know. Side three is like the, the hits side, I guess.
0: Except for sign of the times.
2: Except for sign of the times. Yeah.
0: I did find it interesting that, yes, record... Record two side three is where all of those singles came out
2: by that point on the album, I'm ready for some singles. i I'm not missing them on on the on the first two sides i I'm way into the first two sides. yeah I'm also curious uh Prince's alter ego, uh camille or Camille uh did he record as that alter ego on any albums other than this one did he did he bring her back?
0: No, it was a scrapped uh, you know. Uh, oh, idea for, I, is like a concept you know i like her songs yeah yeah they're cool yeah and i i was so um having the week to listen back to back of like prince and Def leopard having the sort of like macho uh <laughs> kind of testosterone fueled like talking about women and then having the prince counter to that was so incredible this week of of He's like, well, let's talk about what you want. Yeah, how do you feel? That's some good juxtaposition. Like, yeah. yeah, it was incredible. Uh, if I was your girlfriend, to be like, we don't have to make love to orgasm. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll dance a ballet naked if that's what you're into. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would.
2: I
3: like starfish and coffee. How
2: about you? Does anyone else wanna wanna maybe uh, wager that? Prince might have gotten more action than everyone else in Def Leppard
1: <laughs> oh yeah
2: and they, I, I'm not Google saying that people head. in Def Leppard didn't get action
3: I'm saying that's how much Prince got <laughs> but then he had the uh, Prince is
1: always trying to steal people's girlfriends <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah and then the Jehovah's Witness thing kicks in and it just oh, gets yeah. weird yeah, yeah it got, it got he, that. he may have gotten way more action than the entirety of Def Leppard but there was a lot more guilt associated with it too <laughs> Was that like the, the, the Rainbow Children era? A lot lot of self-loathing there. You know? I think, I think Hot Thing might be my favorite song on the record, guys.
1: Really? Hot Thing's real good.
3: Yeah. It's it's
2: fun. This whole record is just a a, a blast. I
3: think it's got
2: good. everything. Makes my fe- butt I, shake. I feel like Bill Hader on Weekend Update just saying that
0: it's it, it's got everything. Like something <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Obscure New York Nightclub. <laughs> it does. I hate to bring them up again, but the Beatles white album and the clashes like London calling, it's like, how -hmm. much, how much more do you want? Like I've done it here. It is. I've done everything that you could possibly all the genres every, you know, you you can't deny my brilliance based on this. Now
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's
0: sprawling it. Yes, it is a a bit messy, But I feel like people always say that with those albums that have that are genre jumping. I feel the (laughs) same the same way as you
2: about this album, Birch. And that's why I feel strange that at least in my experience, when people are talking about Prince and Prince's accomplishments, it's not said in the exact same breath as Purple Rain. Yeah, And it's
3: also not uh, like. I've had multiple discussions about like best double albums of all time. No one has brought up.
2: Yeah. I I don't see sign of the time in those lists. Yeah. And, and I'm a stickler for double albums. I've got a very short list of double albums that I think wouldn't have been made better single albums. I think most double albums would make better single albums, Yeah, Uh, not London calling, not sign of the times, not the wall, not the wall. I would have thought maybe, uh, I would have thought maybe the White Album until we spent like an hour and a half (laughs) disproving that (laughs) every fucking song every song's crucial it turns out every song's crucial yeah
0: A lot of people actually are revisiting Sign of the Times during this time of, you know, there were a lot of different things going on. AIDS epidemic, uh, threat of nuclear war, Challenger exploding. So sort of like a dark tone for this. Earthquakes. Yeah.
3: Earthquakes.
2: Spending a lot of time in your home studio.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they did have a really successful uh, Purple Rain tour right before this. 1.7 million tickets. And Good God. Yeah. And this, this actually came out as a, this album, but then there's also a sort of movie that comes along with it um, that has like live performances and, mm-hmm. and things. Like
2: Purple Rain? No.
0: Nope. Uh, not scripted like that. It wasn't a, you know.
3: Like more of a more of a concert
2: film? Yes.
0: There you go.
3: Is there a three quarters motorcycle involved?
0: Uh, I don't think he rides it on stage at any time. But.
3: Our Morris Day
0: in the time there. <laughs> yeah. Sheila Easton uh, also uh, commented to Windy City Times 2012. Uh, you Got the Look was a track he basically finished for himself. It was just Prince track. He said, do you want to come in and sing some backup vocals on the choruses? So, of course, she went into his studio. And because uh, she didn't know it was just – he was she was singing against him – It was all over the place. He said he kind of liked that, though. So he expanded and made it a duet. Cool. So I feel like that is the right choice. I also loved, loved, love Sheila E. Talking about, you know, them at this time and performing with Prince and that they would try to outdo each other with uh, costumes. They're costuming. (laughs) Sheila E. Speaking to BBC Radio 2013. Prince and I used to have a contest to see who had the best outfits, and whoever won would pay the other $1,000. When it came to Sign of the Times and that one-legged outfit, I won the bet for sure. I had to hide that until I got on stage. He didn't see it until I got off the drums to go down and rap. He looked and said, what is that you have on there? And I turned and smiled and said, ah, I win. I win. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's <what> I did. <laughs> did this did this like competition lead up to the 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 uh when prince showed up at the grammys with his assless pants amazing <laughs> i'm pulling i'm i'm pulling up some pictures of sheila e in her one-legged outfit right now it's, it's, it's pretty dope
0: <laughs> phenomenal yeah, yeah yeah i love the-, the the sort of style that prince was doing at this time too i mean everything
3: all this was during the Sign of the Times tour, because I know Sheila E was also on tour with him during the Purple Rain tour, like yeah. opening, and she'd come back out on stage, like while the revolution was doing their thing. That I Googled whole, whole Sign of the Times. Shit.
2: I Googled Sign of the Times, Sheila E, and the very first picture is her in a white one legged outfit.
3: That's the one. Yep. Oh
2: uh, I get- could never take the place of your man. <clears throat> Reminds me of other Prince songs. That other people have recorded. What's the what's the one, what's the one he d- he wrote that Cindy Lopper Lauper uh, did on her album? Dun, dun, uh, when when, it's, when, dun, dun, when you remind, dun, when you remind, it, you remind it, of, it, course, of, course. of course, yes, so that's it. Yes, I could never take the place of your man. Reminds dun, me a lot of, dun, dun, of, of when you remind. Yeah,
1: that's it's it. has got it's got I that same
2: know. it's got that same like dun 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 going on in in it. You know, I'm gonna be listening to this album for a long time after this recording is done. I feel, like, I, I feel like I've got so much more to get out of this record, you know? It's a lot of good
1: stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah, you were asking if there was more sped up vocals, and obviously there is on this album, but yeah, You Got the Look has that that sort of uh, mm-hmm. pitched. Is that Prince vocals. and Prince, or is that Prince and Sheila E? It's both of them, but his vocals throughout the song are pitched up.
2: Okay, I hear that now. Yeah, yeah. Once you mentioned that, I can't unhear it. Mm-hmm. Chipmunk Prince, (laughs) Alvin, Simon, Theodore, Prince, Rogers Nelson. I I don't know what else to say about this fantastic double album that we're now getting into the second half of other than I wish I had been listening to it this whole time. I'm going to continue to listen
3: to it and everyone else should, too. I'll give you Christgav's synopsis if you want it. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, no formal breakthrough. And despite the title lead debut single, no social relevance move either, which given the message of the cross guess, just a guess suits me fine. Merely the most gifted pop musician of his generation, proving what a motherfucker he is for two discs start to finish with helpmate turned from Camille. Susanna, Sheila E, Sheena Easton, he's back to his one-man band tricks, so collective creation fans should be grateful that at least the second hottest groove here, after the Galvanic, you got the look, is Revolution Live. Elsewhere, Prince, the rhythm section, works on his r and so Prince, the harmony group, can show off the vocal chops that make Stevie Wonder sound like a struggling ventriloquist. Oh. Yet, yet the voices <laughs> put over real emotion... Studio Solitude hasn't reactivated his solipism. The objects of this desire are also objects of interest, affection, and respect. Some of them he may not even fuck. A plus. A plus.
2: A plus. plus. Wow. I I didn't realize that both Sheila E. and Sheena Easton were on this record. I knew they were both Prince collaborators, and I knew that I often conflate them for each other because they have similar names and initials. But I didn't know that he was working with both of them at the same time. Specifically this record.
3: Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein.
0: Also, Sign of the Times was nominated for Album of the Year, uh, the 30th Grammy Awards. Um, and it was definitely voted the best album 1987 by The Village Voice. Uh, that's
2: Christgau's rag. That is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christgau yeah.
0: was commented as, it was easily the biggest winner.
2: That's That's cool. You know, the older I get and the crankier I get, the more I find myself agreeing with Christgow.
3: <laughs> Until he's really wrong. Which Until he's wrong,
2: and then, <laughs> and then I feel such umbrage. <laughs>
3: yeah, just fucking stone cold banger. I'm going to try to find a uh, a copy of this on the uh, oh yeah on, on the platters, so yeah. I can do it correctly. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, I want to. I want to bump this. Bump this
2: to many decibels and dance until I'm sweaty. That's what I want to do.
0: Uh, I'm assuming everybody's on the positive. Sounds like it. Excellent.
2: I love this record.
0: I'm pumped. I'm so glad you guys uh, got here. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wish I'd have got here earlier. Seriously, I feel like I've wasted years and years and years ah. not listening to this record.
0: I'm but just
3: excited. I know it now.
0: But we're yeah. here now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, next time we'll be talking about the cult. If you know how to rock, say yeah, yeah! If you know how to party, say oh yeah! Oh, yeah.
1: But if you ain't hip, to the round housequake, shut up! Already! Damn! Housequake! Everybody jump up and down! Housequake! There's a bad new goo going!